From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, July 6th. The Pack Creek Fire is now 100% contained. Firefighters reached full containment over the weekend, aided in recent days by some moisture and cloud cover. The blaze started on June 9th after a campfire in the Pack Creek Day Use area was left unattended. Over three weeks, the fire burned close to 9,000 acres in the Manti LaSalle National Forest, destroying several homes and structures in the process. You know, our district isn't huge. 9,000 acres of it is a big chunk of it for sure. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, um, I was up at Warner last week and it's watching some of the smoke still coming off a haystack and you look way over there at Pack Creek where it started and you Mm -hmm. really get the scale of how big this thing was. And it's fairly narrow in places, but yeah, it's, it's a large fire. Brian Murdoch, Recreation and Trails Manager for the Moab and Monticello Ranger Districts. Murdoch was recently a guest on KZMU's This Week in Moab. One big question recreators might have is when they can return to their favorite spots on the mountain. The Forest Service has kept a closure order in place for many popular areas like Geyser Pass Road, Moonlight Meadows, and a section of the whole Enchilada mountain biking trail. Forest Service officials say some areas might remain closed throughout the summer. We are trying to get that open as soon as we can. As soon as it's safe for people to enter that area, we'll be looking at reducing that closure. But I would um, expect certain pieces of the mountain are going to be closed for most of the summer, like Mm -hmm. Geyser Pass Road. There's going to be a lot of safety issues with dead trees and snags that we're going to have to work on before we can really get the public in there. So we're just really asking the public to be understanding of this. We're trying as hard as we can to get it open to people because we know it's, it's where people in Moab go to get out of the heat. It's either the river or the mountain this time of year. In his role as recreation and trails manager, Murdoch has been in the forest a lot throughout the Pack Creek fire response. He expressed optimism about the way this fire burned and how the forest will recover. I mean, like everybody, it's pretty tragic to see those giant uh, smoke columns rising off the mountain and uh-huh. I go, what are they hitting and what are my favorite places that are getting burned up? And, yeah. you know, you could just look across social media and see that emotional response from people. Uh-huh. Fire does that. You know, but but uh, being able to get up there last week and this week and look at how much green there still is, um, it, it makes me hopeful, you know. And I've mm-hmm. some things are already coming up, willows, oaks, they're already sprouting. I mean, it's pretty amazing how resilient these landscapes are. Um, and, and really, fire is something that a lot of that vegetation needs. So mm-hmm. it's going to thrive. A local fundraiser is underway for any future trail restoration work or recovery projects. Find that information in today's show notes. There you can also find the full interview with Murdoch. Fire managers last estimated the cost of the Pat Creek Fire response effort on June 24th. That number is $8.7 million. Final totals have not yet been made available. The Colorado River's two main reservoirs, Lakes Powell and Mead, are at historic lows. Andy Mueller is the manager of the Colorado River Water Conservation District. He recently spoke with KDNK's Amy Haddon Marsh about the reality of climate change on the river. Well, I wanted to talk about something that's on everybody's mind, and that's water uh, on the Colorado River. And I have a few questions for you, but first of all, can you give us sort of a brief state of the river? Sure. I, I wish I could give you some positive news about the river. Um, uh, unfortunately, the Colorado River and its tributaries are uh, experiencing really extreme low flows and high temperatures uh, being popping up throughout 
western Colorado and, and the entire river system. So we're, we're seeing some really negative impacts on every uh, aspect of life from uh, fish life to agricultural water supplies, urban water supplies, and uh, the environment in general. So it's it's a really tough year for us. It's um, just piled on top of a, uh, a series of hard years, hard, hot, dry years. So it's getting pretty discouraging for many of us, I think. Discouraging. Why do you use that word? Well, I, I think that we're seeing the impacts in real time of uh, climate change in the Colorado River Basin. And um, I think that you know, for many years, it's been a theoretical concept to to many of us that you know we we understood that climate change was happening, but I, I think that people didn't necessarily see, uh, at least not in their face, the, the immediate impacts. And um, a series of hot, dry years where the soil in our uh, Colorado River basin has just been robbed of moisture as well as decreases in precipitation and and snowpack have really uh, cumulatively led to a situation where we are today in the Colorado River system, which uh, has our uh, our rivers flowing lower than than they have in decades, and uh, frankly our our storage facilities that were designed to help us through cyclical drought are cracking at their foundations uh, so we're we're seeing some pretty pretty significant concerns uh, immediate concerns arising among folks in the water community Lake Powell the levels are now if I'm correct at 3560 feet and there is a level a threshold of concern is what I call it at 3525 feet what happens when Lake Powell hits 3,525 feet above sea level. Well, what, what that means is that what we would expect um, that comes perilously close to losing uh, the power production of the Glen Canyon Dam. Um, and so if you picture it, there are t- towers or tubes uh, underneath the reservoir that can pick up water and run it through the power turbines, and which generates cheap, renewable electricity for all of us in western Colorado, as well as Utah, uh, Wyoming, um, and, and, and the entire basin, we're already uh, looking at about a 30% decline in that power production out of Lake Powell. When it hits 3525, they're very concerned about the um, what's called cavitation in those pipes and turbines. At 3490, so if it drops to that, we would expect to see power production completely stop. Um, and uh, then there becomes a question of how much water we can get out of the reservoir to keep the lower Colorado River flowing just because of the design of that dam. And it really wasn't anticipated that they would ever see a level like this. And, and I, I want to say this. I mean, Lake Powell and Lake Mead are major storage reservoirs that are supposed to balance the system out over uh, multi-year cyclical droughts. And, and frankly, they've done a really good job since uh, we've been in this historic drought since really the year 2000. So for 21 years, they've, they've kept the system going. Lake Powell is at its lowest level today that it has been since it was filled in, in the late 1960s. The Hoover Dam and, and Lake Mead, right outside of Vegas, is at its lowest level since it was built in the 1930s. 
This year, the flow into Lake Powell is predicted to be 23% of average. So like over 75% less water? Yes, 75% less than average. That's exactly correct. And that's that's really, uh, I mean, I think that's probably should be the biggest red flag for everybody in that we just aren't seeing the water production that Basin is used to, that we're all used to. And so that level in Lake Powell is just precipitously dropping. In fact, it surprised even the Bureau of Reclamation that runs those reservoirs. They issue a report in, um, usually they issue a report on April 1st. It's called a 24-month study. And then they usually don't issue that again until August. Well, this year they issued another one in June, just recently. And what they found is between April and June, um, their predictions for inflow during the, the runoff season this year dropped by over 70%, by 1.4 million acre feet. They just said it's not going to materialize this year. It's not It's not coming in. Um, and that's where they predicted in this June report that we're going to see that critical level of 3525 affecting the power production. We're going to see that get almost certainly, I should say, it's about a 91% probability that we will see that in 2023, we will actually hit 3525. And so that's a that's something that many in the water community thought that we would have another eight years or so uh, before we saw these levels materialize if this climate change-driven drought uh, were to continue. This year has been so severe that we're now seeing those predictions occurring within the next year or two. So it's really a a really significant uh, number. The, The critical levels down in Lake Mead, it's obviously lower in elevation. Those Critical levels are at 1075, so uh, 1,075 feet above sea level, and then 1,050. We're in the same three-year period expecting to race right through that 1075 level down to 1050, most likely, I should say. And with that will come mandatory reductions of water in the uh, state of Arizona, in Nevada, and in California. Uh, Arizona, having the junior rights, are looking at losing over 600 thousand acre feet a year as soon as uh, 2023. Um, That's a huge hit for them. It's essentially turning off their diversions out of the Colorado River uh, for Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Tucson, and making them entirely dependent upon groundwater, if that occurs. Andy Mueller of the Colorado River Water Conservation District, speaking with reporter Amy Haddon-Marsh from our partners at KDNK. Their full conversation on climate change in the Colorado River Basin can be found in the show notes of our news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, July 6th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.